0: welcome to this week in princeton viking sports here on vikenation.org and esp media powered by Sidem sports i'm jason griefer and as always we're joined by princeton athletic director joe roberts joe good morning how are we to start this new week
1: jason we're doing great how are you you sound like you're up and ready and it's a beautiful (laughs) monday
0: It is a beautiful Monday. We're fired up and ready to go. Let's get right into it and start bragging on some of your student athletes here. Let's start with cross country. They're getting the season revved up here. They're in action this coming weekend. Uh, What are we looking for here from your uh, Viking runners?
1: Well, you know we they had a little uh, little inner squad on Saturday, and I just I think what we're looking for this week as we head into into Loveland, um, a little bit of timing, a little bit of pacing. Uh, there's probably going to be some, some nerves because they've not had a chance to see other schools yet. But uh, I think we want to get out there, and uh, Coach Campbell and Coach Cobb probably don't want to start setting school records this early. <laughs> uh, but I think they want to see where we are from a timing standpoint as we get ready to move in because, as you well know, cross-country is a building block sport. And uh, they'll to, to steal the term from swimming, they'll start that tapering probably in about two or three weeks. But I think right now setting the tone early and uh, measuring themselves against this really tough field is going to be critical for us.
0: As an athletic director, would it upset you if you saw a school record or two fall?
1: No, 100%. No, <laughs> no, it would not. I think it would be absolutely outstanding. You just, you know, it's one of those things, you just don't want to burst that bubble too early because yeah. it's about what goes at the end and, and keeping the groups together. I think that's kind of critical to, keeping them in their packs and, and watching that pace that each one of them sets with one another, I think that's going to be uh, really big for us.
0: There you go. And again, they're in action this coming weekend out of Lovell. Let's talk about your golf teams. And uh, they, they, we talked about that. They've been kind of one of the few sports that's had sort of a normal season, if you will. And it seems like every time you look at the calendar, boy, there's another event. There's another event. There's another event. And your teams have been right there in every single match. And There's not really been enough – a match one that's gone one way or the other that's been really lopsided so uh, when you have so many competitions like that in such a short time is there much more that the coaching staff can ask for other than just that consistency each time out on the course
1: no and i i think uh both both coach bagley and coach herb have done a really outstanding job um golf is golf and tennis are one of those that you know as soon as august first hits they go yeah um uh, especially in golf, you know, it's so difficult to find courses a lot of times. And, and you try to get as much in as you can prior to the start of school uh, so that the kids can, uh, if they can get into some 18-hole events, they try to do that. But you, you try to get as many uh, opportunities to get on a golf course as quickly as possible. And again, in tennis, is kind of the same way. in the fact that you just play as many as you can right in a row Uh, to try to to get those matches in while the weather's still warm or while there was an opportunity to be out there. But, you know, in golf, uh, it it is. It's an everyday thing. It's an everyday sport for the kids. And I believe just keeping them working on that consistency pattern, working on making sure our numbers are getting better, particularly on the boys' side with about 11 kids playing right now, um, making sure they get matches that they need. Uh, to see the type of competition that we're looking for to prepare them down the road but you always want to try to drop a stroke, you know, out there if you if you've shot 80 if you shot 80 yesterday you want to shoot 79 today and, and just kind of work on those improvements but the beauty of it is they also uh, a lot of times are on different courses. So they get this not only are they playing the the team or the man that they're matched up with but they're also trying to challenge themselves on the different courses. So Uh, Our kids have done a really good job of of navigating through that and looking forward to, it's hard to say it this way, but as we start to prepare for the postseason in golf, really looking forward to seeing what the kids, um, how how they're going to react and how they're going to produce.
0: It really is an interesting time here given everything that's happened with the pandemic will we have a fall yeah. sports season will we not have a fall sports yeah. season we're talking about post-season play so that's yeah. a good that is yeah. definitely a good thing uh, you uh yeah. you you touched on uh you know golf being we talk about golf being sort of an everyday thing and you you touched on tennis being the same way and boy here we go they, they they've got it this week you know they start off 4-0 a couple of, a couple of bumps in the road last week but still a lot of time left in the season uh, they get going three days in a row this week all of them within the league do do they look at this week as a week to say hey we've got to make a statement in the league now or is it maybe still too a little too early to uh, make that determination
1: I think it's a combination of both I think that uh, particularly in that one single and one double slot. I think this is a time where they need to, and Coach Bruning does a, a really uh, intrigued, uh, very, very strong position of being able to position and match the kids up in, in roles that they need to be in based on who we're playing. Mm-hmm. But I think in one singles, one doubles, we really need to maybe make a statement where in two singles and two doubles sometimes, you know that's more about let's just let's build the consistency, because we're going to need to push at the end. And it's so great to have Middletown back yeah. and to to get them back out on the playing field. That's just wonderful to be able to see this week too, um, in in tennis. But you're right, we're we're just right in a row league, uh, GMC match, GMC match, GMC match, and the tone's going to get set as we prepare for. Uh, the GMC Tennis Championship and how that's going to look uh, and, and how we will structure that. We're going to talk about that tomorrow at our GMC meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this will be a big way for us to, to kind of uh, position ourselves for the for the stretch. So I, I, you know, I think that our kids are prepared for that. And mm-hmm. obviously, some of the schools have have really strong talent, and some of them uh, not as strong, but at the end of the day, you've got to get out there and you've got to be able to play uh, your, your game.
0: How does a coaching staff strike a balance between, as you said, the number one single and number one doubles going forward to make a statement, whereas the number two and number three of each, they're just looking for that consistency. How do they go about striking that balance to really emphasize to the ones that it's time to go with number twos, let's just keep building consistency?
1: I think you just flat tell them. I, I do. I think you just have to look the kids in the eye, and you got to say, "Look, this is where we are right now." Um, not n- not technically, I guess. Probably we're almost right at the midway point. Maybe after this week, would be at the midway point. But mm-hmm. you got to look at the kids. You got to look at your team. You got to say, "Okay, here's what has to happen," and we've got to set the tone early. And then you got to take the rest of the, the rest of your group, and you've got to push, and you use those two singles, three singles, two doubles, three doubles. You use those other those other players to move those ones through and then that by the time you reach the end everybody's kind of all in line and everybody's on high gear
0: let's move on to the pitch let's talk about boys soccer getting going this past weekend uh, falling in a tough one three to two to harrison despite cole walker standing on his head and net making eight saves which is incredible yeah. they're uh they're getting back yeah, it is. They're they're back in action, uh, getting getting going here early in the week against Turpin. Uh, how how much are they focusing right now on the defensive side of the ball so that Cole doesn't have to see eleven shots again?
1: Well, you know we're uh, at Harrison this past Saturday was the season opener, so mm-hmm. um, I, I believe they're just trying to put it all together, and then tonight they'll head to Turpin. Mm -hmm. Uh, to to get going and I think from that point forward they'll start to look at their rotations and really focus on the defensive end I think the coaching staff probably looked at Saturday night and said we saw a lot of great things out of what we're doing from an offensive side of the ball I think we can strike and we can attack and we certainly have the speed to be able to do what we need to do on the offensive end but we've got to keep the ball at that end of the field and away from our defenders so I think after tonight that'll really give them a a position to be able to say, okay, here's what we have to do to support what's going on in the goal and uh, get us ready for conference play.
0: Does it give your defenders kind of a, sh- a shot in the arm, knowing that, you know, if something happens and the ball slips by that they know they've got a guy in net, that can make the stops when necessary.
1: Yeah, I I think it does. You know, Jason, I think in the, I always say this in the sport of soccer, it's all about spacing, but I believe that uh, it takes every single man out on the field in order to produce that one solid unit. And when, uh, w- when the ball does flip by, knowing that we have the confidence that we have in goal right now, that doesn't mean that our defenders can, can take a moment off because they can't. Yep. But they do have a lot of trust in one another and the fact that, hey, we are in good shape and we do have the last line of defense there to protect us if, we, you know, if it comes to that.
0: Over on the girls' side, this is about as tough of a way as you could start a season looking at things. You know, six straight on the road, the first two games have not gone well, but you've played some really outstanding talent in Wyoming and Ursuline. Now you're getting get, get, get going, as you said, Middletown's back. You'll take them on this week. How do the coaches manage such a tough start while trying to keep those spirits up and keep them fighting?
1: Well, and I think that last statement you just said, it's, it's keeping the fight going. And the girls have not, we talked about this a little bit last week. The girls have not relaxed. The, our schedule is not an easy schedule. And that's what we like. That's what we want because it prepares us for the postseason at the end. And they are building on that. And I think this Thursday uh, we open up a home match this Thursday, and that's going to really be good to be back home for them to get a a little little bit of home home court or home field advantage a little bit, just in the comfort of what we're trying to do. And I just think that the girls are just going to continue to battle and continue to go. Much like the boys, the defensive end is what we need to focus on and uh, really trying to fine-tune that uh, and get the ball back down and let it be played at the other end of the field and so that our defenders can set themselves and be prepared for when it comes back across. Uh, The coaches have done a very good job this year being their first year in in the program of maintaining that mental toughness for the girls and maintaining that edge. And I think the girls are starting to see those results, too. It may not come in, in the form of wins and losses right now, but they understand that their schedule was set up that they have to be able to come in night in and night out and compete.
0: And that's all you can do at that point, When you, as you said, trying to put those building blocks in place to uh, get it where it needs to be. And uh, yeah. you got to start somewhere, and they're, and they're certainly at that yeah. point. So uh, let's move on, talk about uh, volleyball, kind of an up-and-down start to the 2020 season. Some good moments, some not-so-good moments. You'll have that at times, especially in, especially in this time. And so uh, in, in talking with Coach Sparks, what's the, what have those talks been like? Is there any kind of sense of urgency, or, or are we still staying patient early in the year?
1: No, we're pretty patient. I mean, you know, we've had, it, like you said, it's been a little up and down. It was a good win against Deer Park. It was a, it was a tough match against Indian Hill. Um, Roger Bacon was Roger Bacon. But you know, we've got Senior Night tomorrow night against New Richmond, and so, and then we'll start to get into the meat of the, meat of the meat of the order here with the conference with the conference season on its way. And I think that she's just really trying to keep the girls focused. Uh, all of our student athletes have just been so resilient this summer and leading into this with the different look I mean we just finished our first full week of school with our scarlet group and this is the first full week of school for the gray group so we've got Mm -hmm. a whole different group of kids in the building the last week's kids are now doing remote learning and so they're they're all trying to navigate those uh, transitions as much as trying to figure out what they need to do on the court so I, I feel real good about where we are. Again, our schedule in volleyball is is up and down in terms of, of competitiveness, but we, we try not to let off the steam too much in, in providing the girls the best that we can give them uh, as we get ready for that uh, conference season.
0: So there you go, senior night tomorrow night. We'll be keeping an eye on that, and we'll talk about that on next week's show. Finally, I would be remiss if we didn't mention you're a football team. Boy, what a win. Last Friday, rallying in the fourth quarter to beat Hamilton on the road, 33-28. Thomas Boyd, your star running back, two fourth-quarter touchdowns. He went for over 100 yards in the the comeback win. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about that game and how important he is going to be for the duration of the season.
1: Well, Thomas is definitely going to be a key factor in what we do uh, as we move forward. We've got to keep our backfield. Jalen Turner did a wonderful job. Uh, as well on the offensive side. But we've got to keep those student-athletes healthy. We've got to keep our players, our mind, our mind focused as we move into week two. What a great way to start the football season. Uh, there were many of us, me included, that were very hesitant that we may not make it to Friday uh, in these uncertain times. You just mm-hmm. never know what's going to happen. And what a relief to know that we did get to Friday – it was a great evening. The weather was outstanding. Uh, Hamilton, were, they were prepared. And it's a very well-sounded, fundamental football team, which is what we needed. Uh, as we talked about last week, not having a, comp, uh, a scrimmage opponent this year, deciding, electing not to do that. Yeah. I think it was great for our, for our team to be able to see some other kids and get out there and get football going. So we're really looking forward to our home opener. Again, senior night. Uh, mm-hmm. For our football, uh, senior football players and cheerleaders this coming Friday as well. Um, but we're looking forward to getting the Sycamore Aviators over here and, and uh, at, under the Friday night
0: lights. Sycamore's a good football team as well. They had to rally to win as well. They beat Lakota East 34 31. They have a really good running back as well. And William Mingle, he, he had almost 300 all purpose yards in their win against Lakota East. So you've got a challenge on the other side trying to stop their star running back. Uh, what's the coaching staff? focused on and trying to get ready for this to try to go to two and oh
1: well i know coach gillum and the defensive staff were in yesterday so i'll see him today he kind of got on me last friday because i when he came in the office uh toward the end of the day i i didn't know that he was in there i was on the phone but he said you didn't say, you didn't ask me what defense we were running tonight and that's <laughs> normally what i normally do is try to get do a little football coaching with him for about two <laughs> minutes and then i let it go uh, and let him do his thing because he just does a great job with our kids and on the yeah. defensive side. But um, I'll probably go to the film room a little bit today and have that conversation with him about what we've got to adjust to prepare for that. Um, but, you know, our, our kids are our kids. know. The, the beauty of the GMC and the beauty of, of actually Cincinnati and Southwest Ohio, the student athletes, they all know one another. Yeah. So they're all they're already uh, accustomed to the tendencies that each other are going to make. Now, that's a good thing or a bad thing. Somebody can look at it either way because if you know somebody too much, then you're not going to be able to fool, fool them with anything. But mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a great game Friday night. I, I think we're going to make – we have to make some adjustments on the – a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we're going to have to fine-tune some of the stuff that we did on special teams from last Friday. And, and then, again, we're going to have to do some – do some things offensively, Uh, you know, our athleticism will uh, support what we're trying to do. But sometimes, you know, we got to get back into the fundamentals a little bit of it too. So um, it's going to be a good week. Coach Daniels will have the kids ready. I like what he's doing now and the fact that he's given our varsity kids, unless they need to come in and have uh, treatment with the athletic trainers, they they take Saturday off Mm -hmm. to rest and recover. And then they come in late Sunday afternoon, and do film and lifting and really get spend some time together studying. And I, I really I think that's going to help our kids. They get a little day there to to kind of wind down and, and just kind of recover from the Friday night, um, give them a time to do what they need to do. You know, kids need to have that time as well. And we all remember Saturday morning cartoons and just kind of relaxing a little <laughs> bit, and that's good for them. And then they can come in late Sunday afternoon Uh, early evening and kind of get ready and tune it up a little bit for the week
0: and so since you are coming home this week uh, for fans out there who are uh, interested about the game and maybe want to go first of all are you planning on having fans in attendance and if so what will the uh, policies be like at Princeton
1: absolutely we have we will have fans in attendance but it will be adhering to what the stay orders are we only have 372 Seated capacity uh, seats available, and by the time we take care of the 60 dressed football players, the 20, uh, 12 dressed cheerleaders, and then the um, marching band, the 106 or 108 marching band participants, uh, there probably won't be any tickets remaining for just general admission. But thanks to our wonderful partners at ESP Media, mm-hmm. we're going to have plenty of avenues for them to be able to listen or view the game. So. Um, we also anticipate the parking lot to be a little bit busy over here at Princeton high school across the street. And we understand that as well, but everyone has to remember that listens to this and, and knows they have to maintain that social distance and they have to maintain those masks. I mean, that, that part won't change. Um, we're really looking forward to um, preparing ourselves for a home event. And yeah. so far what we've had in the stadium has gone extremely well. We had, JV and freshman football this past Saturday. And granted, the numbers as far as attendance are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. However, the fact is uh, the fans on both sides did an excellent job of maintaining social distancing. They did an excellent job of wearing their mask uh, and doing what they needed to do so our student athletes can play the game that they want to play. Our buildings and grounds department, uh, we actually purchased dots, dot, little dot stickers that were labeling the stands on both sides and, and we're just going to stay sit on the dot so if you see a dot you're allowed to sit there if you don't then you can't sit there and that's that's what we're going to do uh for our stadium to maintain that social distances and try to mitigate this uh this pandemic that we're going through
0: everything in place the way it needs to be joe an exciting week ahead for you and uh princeton vikings athletics appreciate the time we'll reconvene next week and do it again
1: yeah Jason thank you guys so much and we'll see you this week okay
0: absolutely that is Princeton athletic director Joe Roberts joining us for this week in Princeton Viking sports here in vikenation.org and ASP media powered by sidearm sports